to another interview for the Future Positive Podcast, powered by Capitalize. I'm Kirsty McGregor, and I'm going to be your host today. Um, I am accountant in residence at Capitalize, and I'm also the founder and chairman of the Corporate Finance Network. You may know me normally with Alex Clark, my co-host for the Business Breakfast podcast on a Friday morning, but today I've got someone really special for you. Today, our guest is Nikki Patterson, trainer, presenter, and event speaker, who talks about how we need to make a connection to sell, in fact, in life something she describes as the golden currency of our time. Now, Nikki is irrepressible, someone I hugely respect and have known for a long time and definitely one of a kind. So talking of unique, that's exactly what we're here to talk about today, how to harness something unique, which each of us have. How are you, Nikki? Great for you to be here. Oh, do you know, I've right been looking forward to this, Kirsty. Thank you. And I am all the better for sat looking at you through this screen. Oh, you're a sweetheart. And she's just such a joy to work with. So, <laughs> so look, I'm really keen to explore more about what you do and what tips you have in particular for accountants. And I know already, having spoken to you off camera, that you've got some great ones. So first of all, just for those that don't know you, haven't come across you so far, please explain what your background is and how you help companies. Well, I am an ex-market trader, but I don't mean the kind of markets uh, in the city of London, I mean proper markets where they sold fish and pies and pans and fruit and cakes and biscuits, which is what we did. But we took the business from a thousand pounds a week to just shy of two million a year, and we're talking twenty odd years ago. So that was a lot of money. Now you might be thinking, well, how does you know an ex-market trader from Yorkshire? What can she say to professional services? all my life absolutely everything because what people missed about those market traders was we had to learn fast we had to learn the ability to stop people that didn't know they were going to speak to us engage them sell them something that they'd never thought of buying remember us come back and and buy from us again the week after and like it so you know what i mean i think that most of the great market traders were probably better trained than some of the movie stars that went to rada but what i learned about vocal tone body language the words we say the words we don't work the words we don't say the emotions that we plant into the subconscious of our audience it's always an audience whether it's lawyers accountants on the markets or in a film you know, some of those subconscious emotions that we learned how to plant, that's what took us from nothing to damn near two million a year in two years. And we've done it in every sector, every sector, because it just works the same. Yeah, it totally does. I love on your website where you talk about innovation in communication of all things. You'd have thought by now that we'd have cracked how to do this, this communicating lark, but clearly not. And just to give you, uh, you know, a bit of context, we've got accountants listening on the call here. And I think all accountants would accept that historically, we haven't been particularly good at selling, uh, mainly because we didn't have to. You know, we wouldn't have gone into accountancy, probably, if we were into, into being a salesperson. But our clients stay with us for years and years. And literally, it's too much trouble for most businesses to move accountants. 
But now we've moved from the old days of being auditors. We are much more looking at more project work. We're advising companies about strategy, capital, transactional work, buying and selling businesses. So we have to be able to communicate our value to those business owners, but without appearing too salesy or too pushy. And really, you know, I think most accountants would accept that selling and communicating face to face is not one of their strongest skills. So you've worked with professional services firms already. And what do you find are the common mistakes that they make? Right. Well, just one thing, if we can go back a step, the world has changed. Yeah. So whereas an accountancy firm or a law firm, quite often they would take over a family company and there'd be a queue of people trying to buy your services because actually there weren't that many people around. Now it's different, you know, accountants, lawyers, I'm not being funny, but like every single saturated industry, there's flipping hundreds of thousands of us. And it's not the brand that people buy. It's not the fact that you've been there 125, 125 years. It's how people feel in your unique presence. So you, you said, you know, we've not actually moved forward in the way that we communicate. We've moved backwards. And some people have, some of us have over-professionalized the way that we communicate. So I call it trans language. And this is, this is a real point. I call it trans language. It's when we speak in a language that means nothing. It's a bit like when you go into shops and they go, you're right there, can I help you? Well, our automatic response is, no, I'm fine, thanks. Now, every industry has got transphraseology, and that means that when we know those words are coming towards us, we delete them and go into a bit like a trance, but we don't only delete the words, we delete the people saying them, and it's not about selling. You never hear me talking about selling, closing. It's not about that. It's about creating a a way of being for your company that is so magnetic and so inspiring that you make people feel that they can do anything. And isn't that what today's business people want? They read books for that. Shouldn't our accountants, bank managers, law firms, shouldn't we be able to create a way of being that just makes our clients think that know they're in the right place, feel connected and feel they can go out and do absolutely anything. And when they fall on the backside a bit, which, hey, we all do, they should be able to make that call and be sat back on that chair by the people who they have chosen to professionally assist them. Yeah, I think you're so right. We um, we had a phrase over uh, the COVID lockdowns, with the first one in particular, which was know your power. Um, and it was to accountants to call out to them that they are so respected by the business owners. They just have to have more confidence to have those conversations and, and, be, and, and feel that they are trusted to go further than perhaps they've gone in the past and to get more involved. And every business, you know, really just needed so much help when that first lockdown happened. But it definitely comes down to a lack of confidence. And those those trans words, I think as well, with, because accountants... We don't think we're talking particularly technically when we talk about trade debtors and trade creditors because it's our it's our bread and butter. It's what we know. We can talk about balance sheets and P&Ls and, and understand what they mean. And it's communicating those in the right way with business owners, isn't it? It's so that those business owners don't get bamboozled by the language that we're using 
and they do understand it and they're not afraid to ask if they don't. There's going to be a little bit of that, hasn't there? Absolutely. But it's also um, it's also how you frame, say an email to somebody, you know, hi, I hope you're well. Kind regards at the bottom. We're not going to read what's in the middle. You're telling us nothing. What you're saying to is I don't know how to start or finish an email and make you feel, you know, make you know a little bit better who I am. And I, I love it when people say, but isn't what you do unprofessional? Well, I think professional is what works, Kirsty. And in some of these accountancy firms and legal practices, we've literally changed a couple of sentences on those emails. And those emails coming in to say how brilliant their service, the company's services have rocketed. And we're there to create a relationship. You know, we've just come out of, as everybody knows, we've just come out of the, well, I call it the great pause. And why has everybody fallen down the stairs? Because we're pack animals. We're actually pack animals. And what we're creating in our professional services practices, we're creating a pack for our clients to belong to. Now, I could talk about that for hours and, you know, quite often do a day in a law firm or an accountancy firm um, explaining it. But if we feel distant from the people that we're paying to do a job we're going to get rid of them we're not going to engage with them and again life's changed you know my mum my mother would only ever wear lipstick if she saw the doctor the accountant or a law firm not anymore we don't hold people in such Mm -hmm. reverence it's actually up to up to you to connect with us and make us feel better that's what we're looking for so you've got accountancy firm owners and the you know the vast majority of this audience will be small and medium-sized firms across the UK. So we're not talking the big national brands, um, although hello if you are in the audience, good, to, good for you to be here. But I'm talking to those that, are, that have got some, um, you know, authority to be able to change things quickly in their practice. If they've put systems in place and procedures in place to, to try and help their team communicate better, so they have got standard templates. And do you think business owners see straight through that? And then it, and then we are, we're hiding behind that and we're not showing our true self. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, how many templated emails do you get? You just roll your eyes and it's not hard. So let me give you, let me give you one tiny example of the kind of thing we talk about. So we've all got this God given voice and, you know, vocal tone is massive. So if you're on Zoom or you're on the phone, which, you know, most accountants will speak to the clients at some point, it's how to use your voice in a way that connects with people, that actually lets them know that they're special. And it could, you know, so it's a difference. It literally is the difference between answering the phone going, oh, good morning, Kirsty, or Kirsty, hello very different hits very different parts of the brain now for anybody listening you might think well that's absolutely crazy we're all going to go around with this you know lilting voice well i would say to you just try it and see how much warmer that conversation is and see how much more connected you are to that client and again that's what we're looking for because we could use anybody we want to use the people who treat us like a real person, who tell us we're a real person and not just somebody that we're going to knock out a template to. Yeah, I'm smiling listening to you say that because in our training as accountants, we, we, we train for so many years, but there's never any aspect covering 
uh, in all of our studying for professional qualifications, how to communicate better. But I remember the first piece of training I had uh, 25 probably years ago now um, from a, a gentleman called Paul Dunn, who's still around in the accountancy market, known as the grandfather of, of accounting and advisory. And he ran a course about answering the phone. So this is obviously way before Zoom. And actually, probably we'd only just started on emails. That's how long ago it was. But answering the phone, he used to say that we had to, before we spoke, we had to smile to the point of a grin. And, you know, that phraseology stuck with me because at the time he made us or not, it wasn't him, but on the video he was teaching, he made us grin like Cheshire cats. And it was just so embarrassing. But you can totally see the difference in your tone of voice just by smiling. And, and something as simple as that can be so impactful. Oh, it's instant. I mean, that's the whole thing with all of this. It's absolutely instant. There's not a six months run into it. It's instant. And what does that give your young accountants or young professionals? It gives them confidence because when they get somebody on the end of the phone or in person that they've got a, a, a real business friendship with that they have created, that's very different to billing a client to doing a piece of work and billing a client. Um, and they feel different about themselves. And there's ways of speaking and the body language and the way we dress, the whole thing that actually makes every single person look and feel confident. Yeah. So they've got to get more business. And it's the way you tell a story as well. You know, how do you, how do you tell a, a, a young business owner, there's so many people now setting up on their own, loads of, you know, single entrepreneurs. How do you tell stories to that person, again, that makes them 100% know that they're going to make a success of it? You're not there just to do the accounts, do the banking, or get them to sign contracts. You are there to say, do you know what, Kirsty? That's a brilliant idea. We're here. Call us any time. I know that two years today, you're going to be sat there and this is going to have been a massive success. That is magic and it's so simple. So I don't normally do this on the uh, on the podcast and uh, we, we don't want to be a big salesy, uh, allowing people just to come on here and pitch. But I think that our audience need what you do so much that I'm just going to ask you now to kind of, can you just explain how you work with all companies, but in particular, how you would envisage working with accountancy firms? What types of services, training do you offer for their, especially for their younger team members, to give them more confidence? Oh, well, the first thing I'm most likely to do is a bit of secret shopping, Kirsty, because um, what you see or what a company sees and what I see might be very different. I think, you know, I've got to say, I see the world very differently. So I'd want to look at those emails and those templates. Can I say at this point, we never do novelty. We never we would never teach anybody to say hi guys or any of this rubbish. It's you know it's it is professional. Um, but then I would put a presentation together and go and sit everybody down and it's so great to be doing it in real life. I, I worked with yeah. a law firm yesterday actually, we were brilliant. And then I sit with every single individual face to face now again, thank God. And I can go, right, Kirsty. So I look to seeing that person what their their attributes are so i might say and i don't have to lie because everybody's got something that they don't realize they've got so I, if it was i don't know maybe somebody with a particularly interesting voice i'd go right kirsty got a great voice it's really friendly got this lilting tone 
It's going to teach you how to do this, this drop your voice here. This is how we do this. Let's, let's look at your emails. Let's look at your email style. So if we signed off with that, if we put a sentence in there saying that, how would that feel? And it works like magic. So we always start with those the presentations, a morning's presentation, and then we see everybody one-to-one. -one. And yeah, well, it, it makes me sound a bit like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but miracles have happened and will continue to happen. There's no question of that. Listen, I don't doubt it. And I don't think anyone listening would doubt <laughs> it. I, I'm sure I'm sure what you can do is absolutely amazing. So where will people be able to find out about you? Just before I ask you one final question, whereabouts can they find you? What's the best way to contact you? Well, I've, I've just got a new website being built. So it's nickypattinson.com, N-I-C-K-Y, P-A-T-T-I-N-S-O-N.com. But do you know what? I still like email. I do the social media thing to a point, but I like to read people's emails. So Nikki, N-I-C-K-Y, at NikkiPattinson.com. And everything comes directly to me. So just drop me an email. Even if you, you don't want to work with me, drop me an email and say, Aya, because I love that. I love it. I just love being around people. And I've got to say to people, don't be scared now after what Nikki said about emails. Don't be scared to email her because I, I must have thought, right, how am I going to email Nikki? Knowing what you do. And I just went, and I started off on purpose with, hope you well. And then <laughs> because and I did it. Just, that straight out. <laughs> I just did it to wind you up, I think. But that's, no, that's been really good, Nikki. Thank you ever so much. Now, I get to ask you the final question, though, which we ask all of our guests. This is the Future Positive Podcast. So we ask you, what excites you about the future? Putting you on the spot there. I can create it for myself. I am uh, a queen or a pauper at my own behest. And I find that really, really exciting. So, uh, yeah, it would be myself putting myself into my future. Oh, love it. How empowering. Super, Nick. It's been brilliant talking to you. Um, that wraps up this episode. Um, for those of you that are new to Capitalize, I'll give our little plug. This is um, a, a business which has got a vision to give small businesses and their advisors transparency and control over their own business finance. For those of you that don't already subscribe to us, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon and all good podcast platforms, obviously. Um, find out more about us, then you can find us at Capitalize.com. Don't forget, we will see you alternate Fridays with the breakfast podcast and alternate Fridays with an interview. So thank you ever so much, Nikki. I've really enjoyed catching up with you again. And I hope people have found this really interesting. Thank you for your time. And thank you for having me. I have loved it.